Hey, this is Kurt. Welcome to episode 112. This is the second part of an interview with Jason Brown, where he talks about how to improve your sales at your camp store, your camp trading post. And if you haven't listened to the first part, which is episode 111, I suggest that you listen to that first, then come back and listen to part two. In this episode, Jason's going to talk about you know what to do if you don't have space, what his favorite and least favorite items are, the craziest item he has seen in a camp store, uh, storage tips, and then he's got some final tips that he'll share with us. So kick back, relax, and here we go. This is the Scamp Life Podcast with Kurt, Chris, Kelly, and our special guest, Jason Brown. Now you you just came from Lions Camp and they had a pretty good size camp store, right? What was their eight hundred square feet good of just night. the retail that, space? Yep, I'm pretty sure it was bigger than the apartment I was living in. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. But I I'm from a little bit smaller camp. We actually we built our camp store as part of our chapel. We took out a big chunk. But what do you do? You have any recommendations for smaller camps that don't really have the room for a brick and mortar store? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen camp stores run out of a shed that they got at Home Depot. So like you, you can operate in a smaller space than that. I, I was very blessed with 800 square feet and I, mm-hmm. I will be the first to admit that. If you don't have the space for an actual physical camp store though, there do exist warehousing companies that will hold your inventory for you. And what's really great is then you have access to their whole inventory of stuff that they'll throw your logo on. So in a way you are actually able to get a hold of more stuff. I will give you a couple of vendors that I know do this. There are tons of them though, uh, probably that operate in your area, but the two big ones that I know of are the camp spot and everything summer camp. So is it like a print on demand almost that they almost yeah. yeah. People will place the orders and then you know this is what I want and they'll take it and they'll throw it on a t-shirt or if some of them will print off a certain number of them and you've ordered that many but they're the ones that are holding it and they'll Mm. tell you how many are left and when the supply starts to get low they'll do another run of them but the point is that they hold them now in those you tend to pay a small fee with every transaction to them for that convenience so your profit margin is going to be lower Mm -hmm. but if it's between that and not having a camp store at all do Mm -hmm. it 100 percent The other advantage that these types of companies have over your brick and mortar camp store is the ability to create packing lists for your campers. This is really common in the private traditional overnight, like eight weeks and the kid away summer camps. Kids want to come with all of the t-shirts in the new sizes, all branded with camp and the shorts and the socks and the everything. You can go on to most of these companies and create your camper packing list for the summer, the four t-shirts, the two pairs of shorts, everything that they will need. And then it will link to those items available in their warehouse, your online camp store all available to them. Hey, you need these things. You might as well make them branded with camp, right? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it coming? <laughs> I can't sneeze, and I had a really good question on that too. Like, huh. um, 
There's the blooper it. reel. <laughs> <laughs> right. What were you just talking about? What Branded items. Oh, uh, the packing list. Yes. Uh, in fact, we've talked about doing something similar to this here because our schools in this area, you don't go buy school supplies anymore. You you pay the whatever the hundred dollars, and the kids show up at school and they have their their book bag full oh, of school wow. supplies already. And my wife and I, because we have so many children, that is wonderful. We're like, yep, we'll take one of each, <laughs> and and so I'm like, that would be a great idea for camps too. Like, hey, you don't want to pack your kid up, pay this amount, and we will have their little trunk ready for them to go. <laughs> so, cool. give us the sizes. I don't. Know. It'd be it'd be hard on us, but it'd be great on the parents. Chris, do you remember um, being in like elementary school and you get the little book catalog and you can choose? Did you get, did you have that? Did you? The rest oh, of you have love that. that. Yeah. And so you get the little catalog. Oh, we're going to look through mm-hmm. and I want to order this book and that. I'm wondering if, yep. if uh, camp didn't have space, if they could have that and in their cabins, the kids could just look oh, yeah. through like the catalog and be That's like, I want this, I want that. Turn it in, you know, the counselor brings it and then you pack everything up and it's, it's there for them on their bunk when they get back from some activity or something. That would be fun. We've done that with snacks. Like instead of like having them come to like the camp store to order snacks. So like in the morning at breakfast, they will submit their order form and get their snacks at lunch. So last year we actually had to set up cabin delivery because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the easiest way to, make sure that everything was going to be safe and sanitary so we let each cabin go into the camp store but we only had one of each item out and then the campers had little order forms that the person behind the register would go okay sally wants shirt number 13 in a medium pink okay cool what else what else what else Uh, we were lucky that we had it set up with our campers our customers in the database like they they have a customer account um, and we give them store credit in the beginning that they just debited away from. So it was really easy to just be like, okay, Sally shirt, like no cash had to transfer. Uh, but then we would pick all of the items after the group had left. And then by the end of the next meal, it would have been delivered to their cabin and would be sitting there in the common room. Um, we lucked out that our trading post director, her name was Samantha. So for the summer, she went by Samazon prime. <laughs> nice that's nice. funny it it's funny that it was the scholastic book catalogs is what you got and i was thinking that earlier jason when you mentioned how kids come in and they don't buy shirts they buy the toys because when i was a teacher we had the the book fair the kids never bought the books they went in and they bought the pencils and the toys and the slinkies and so yeah i'm like with your uh, catalog get those in there too because they'll want that that's a cool thing So the last advantage that I'll give for the warehousing companies is a lot of them will pre-label the clothing for the campers for an extra fee, but that stuff will come with the camper's name already sewn on it. Don't have to worry about that. That's awesome. So what has been the item you've had in your store the longest, or I guess at Wisconsin's Lions Camp, um, because you've been there longer than you've been at Eagle Rock? It was a black women's button-down cardigan from what? 2012 in <laughs> small. Oh, wow. Could not get rid of this thing to save my life. Put on sale. <laughs> <laughs> Buy this shirt. It. You get 
cardigan free bargain bin it predated me by about six years i sold its large cousin in 2019 i was good there but we originally sold it for 30 dollars. i don't know how much we paid for it originally because that paperwork is long gone when i left it was on sale for six and still no it's just going i'm gonna eat it was my thoughts. And I'm just going to give it as a bingo prize that nobody wants. And we tried that. And guess what? Nobody wanted it. You have a lot of adults then shopping at your store too. If they, or maybe if they have the cardigans. Yes. Wisconsin Lions Camp is a camp for children and adults with disabilities. So between parents and the adult campers, we sold a lot more adult sized mm, things than you. Awesome. Okay. I'm sitting here thinking, like, I don't have any adult stuff, really. But, yeah, okay, that makes sense then. All right, I want to know your favorite item. What is your favorite item? Only because I tried to get it for so long. <laughs> I have Pocket a... Pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thin rain jacket that I absolutely loved. I tried so hard for so many years to get a good quality, thin rain jacket that could, just can go over everything else. I didn't want it to be puffy. Huh. It's It was water resistant, but not waterproof because when you get into waterproof, you're spending like 60 bucks on it in order to make a profit. Um, so I liked that it was water resistant. If you were stuck out in the rain on the rare occasions, it does actually rain at camp. You could take just it off. And because it was so thin, it would dry very, very quickly. Um, and with mm. it being so thin, it packed very, very easily into the counselor's stuff. So I sold a ton of them pretty much exclusively mm. to my staff after the first rainstorm of each summer they would be like oh yeah this is awful oh yeah i'm gonna grab that with my 20 percent staff discount that's easy that's what, yeah. i wouldn't have thought we, i wouldn't have thought that yeah we yeah. noticed our staff spent most of their paycheck in the camp store like they would just go back and spend it right back in right i did when i was a counselor like yep it, yep. yep that are the walmart days off <laughs> it reminds me that uh like when you go to disney world or disneyland and there's that rain and then all of a sudden ponchos just sell out yep. and they're not they're not cheap like they know but the top three items sold in disney world number two is the mickey mouse ice cream with the ears numbers <laughs> one and three are ponchos and umbrellas really oh. i didn't know that people yeah. don't think to pack them they yeah. are the number one and three items sold in disney that's huh. wild so, you know, Chris asked you your favorite. I want to know what your most hated or detested item is. All right. So this one's going to polarize people. <laughs> I do not like camper design t-shirts. Mm. Here's the reason. Kelly loves them. <laughs> no, no. Mm -mm. Kelly is feverishly shaking her head. <laughs> so the problem is that kids don't understand what it goes into buying and making a screen printed t-shirt. Kids don't get that you're paying by the color. And even to get a three colored screen print on a t-shirt 
that t-shirt's getting really expensive already at that point. You try telling an eight-year-old that they need to design something and only use three colors and make it look good. But I want the unicorn with the rainbow poop. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the other thing about camper design t-shirts is really they appeal to probably six people. One of them being the (laughs) camper that made it, one of them being the camper's parents, and maybe their friends in the cabin. The problem, though, is you need to buy way more than six of them when you're buying Mm -hmm. them from the vendor in order to hit minimums. You probably actually need to buy more of them than you do your regular t-shirts because it's a custom piece that you've already put six colors into. Uh And so now you have this shirt that only fits this small niche audience that really only is going to be good for this year because it was designed by this year's camper and it's a $30 shirt because it has six colors in it. Mm-hmm. I'm not selling that. That That's going to sit on my shelf for the next. I When I left Wisconsin Lions Camp, I still had 2018 camper design t-shirts. Right next to a s- small cardigan. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> now, we have, we so we do a little workaround around that. We have our own t-shirt printer and heat press and things like that here and so that's one of the things you can actually do in the craft room is you can design something and and pay for it and then we will put it on a shirt for you and so we'll heat press it onto there and so because it is it's only that one camper no one else wants it i mean rarely i think one time we had somebody go oh i'll i'll take that shirt too that's a cool design but (laughs) most of the time it's just that one kid that wants his own design so with all these camp stores you've been working with or researching, what is the craziest item you have seen in a camp store? Bar none. It is in the Kentucky 4-H camps on their online camp store. They, they run one of those warehousing operations. And so pretty much everything in that catalog uh, of the warehousing company, they can do it branded. And they sell on their website for like 400 bucks a mini fridge branded with all of the camp logos. So <laughs> Kevin Pettigrew, congratulations. <laughs> You're the winner. <laughs> Didn't he also have a whiskey barrel too? Kevin came on and did it's a con presentation and spent a good 10 minutes going off on all of the <laughs> weird stuff that you could get in his camp store. And kudos, Kevin, you run a great camp store. You, you have a huge variety of stuff, but Kevin, you got some weird stuff in there, man. <laughs> Four hundred dollars. It's like, it's like real stores. Fridge. Yeah, you sell one. Hey, man, you made your money. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, the person that's buying sold. that is also the person that's buying like the huge display Christmas stuff that's up in the rafters. At home <laughs> yeah, <people>. right. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Four hundred eighty-five dollars for a mini fridge. So all this cool camp store stuff. Obviously, it can't all be out on the sales floor all the time. So you got any good storage tips and tricks? <laughs> Absolutely. I recommend, so your number one seller in most cases is going to be t-shirts, adult sized t-shirts. I recommend getting t-shirts in a lot of different colors. And then once they all come in, sort them by size and then put all of the smalls together all of the mediums together. It's a whole lot easier to go over to the bin of smalls and find the blue shirt than it is to go to the blue shirts and find the small. 
The other thing that I would suggest is that you learn the Boy Scout log roll. Mm-hmm. Look it up on YouTube. There is a way to roll up your t-shirts that I cannot explain with just my voice, <laughs> but it exists. Kurt will link a video to it in the show notes. And it is the most efficient way to not only pack your bags, but also to store your camp t-shirts. Hmm. They fold really, really, really small if you do it this way. I, I, I'm going to back up here. Why have the, the shirts by size instead of color because you know when you go to like a regular store um a clothing store you see everything that like oh there's the black whatever and they're by sizes or you know in in one yes so so to clarify when you're putting the items out you want them by thing by by all of the black ones but inevitably you're going to run out of mediums on the floor Mm-hmm. I'm talking about in the back storage where you're oh, keeping all gotcha. of the t-shirts. Right, right. When somebody comes to the register and you've got 10 campers in line behind them and they go, hey, do you have this in a medium? It takes you five seconds to find the black shirt in the medium. So it's different. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Do you just use like bins, regular bins and... Milk crates are your friend. Yeah, milk crates. Gotcha. Milk crates absolutely are your friend. They stack. You can zip tie labels onto them. Hmm. You can can you buy sideways. milk crates? Where do you buy those? Are they- I can't legally tell you to steal milk crates. <laughs> <laughs> but I can tell asked, you that Is that from your you milkman? <laughs> usually your dairy supplier for your camps. Yeah. Milk oh, to really? camps is still delivered in milk crates. We actually oh. asked our guy because we were using them everywhere for crate stacking for different things. We're like, listen, like we, we want it. We don't want to be rude do we need to pay for these he's like no just we don't want them back right now we'll take back if we do want them and so there may be some camps that the milk guy does want them back but for the most part they just ask them they're like yeah keep them use them he's coming into your camp store no we need these back (laughs) (laughs) dumping out your (laughs) t-shirts if you happen to be able to find yourself in possession of milk crates that fell (laughs) off the back of a milk truck that's right they work really, really well for storage. Don't hold on to the original boxes that it shipped in. Mm. Cardboard breaks down really quickly, especially if you're somewhere that gets humid, which a lot of camp stores are guilty of. It's just not a good fit. And critters and bugs like them. They like the, that cardboard. They do. I mean, they can get inside of milk crates because, you know, milk crate, but yeah. <laughs> they're not going to try and make a nest out of it. Exactly. You're, you're correct. <laughs> well, and lids are worthless because the staff break the lids or because you're stacking things on top of them. So even if you buy some kind of storage container with a lid, it's cracked within the well, first week. Don't let your staff go to the camp store storage. That should be it's taken the, care of by the, like one person, right? It is. It's the and that's the person worker. breaking them. That's breaking stuff. <laughs> Tell your wife to stay it's, out it's of It's my there. wife. I... <laughs> that's hilarious. Otherwise, if you can't acquire uh, milk crates or you want to go with a slightly fancier option, I would go with the container store, figure out what it mm, is that you're going that to need, place. get a variety of sizes. For example, I wouldn't hold your camp blankets in a milk crate necessarily. You'll only get like two of them. Um, yep. but yeah, shop around totes are pretty good at anything that stacks. Fair enough. Cool. So 
Is there anything else that maybe someone who's running the camp store, who's in charge of that should know about? Yeah, the the seasonal staff member or wife of camp director. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> she works for free too. That's what's even better. <laughs> wow. Can't beat it. So you want to make your customers feel as comfortable in the store as you possibly can. Part of that comes to that idea of flow that I talked about earlier, kind of making it make sense where they're going to go. They don't want to walk into the camp store and just immediately be like, I don't know what to do or where to go. So you want to kind of give a sense of, I should go this way, maybe have a one-way flow that goes all the way. You know, maybe you come in the door, you go left, go all the way around, and then loop back to the cash register. So just make them feel nice and comfortable. Greet people when they come in. That goes a long way. Even the campers, I, there's a reason that Walmart does it. It works. You want to get across the idea to them that by purchasing things from your store, they're helping to support camp. So here, here's the free idea for the day. Please steal this. You take lots of good pictures at camp, hopefully. You're really, really good about telling the story of camp through your pictures. Put your pictures on your price tags as the background. Invoke that subtle idea that what they're doing is helping to support those kids in the background that are having an awesome time swimming. We did Great this idea. at Lions Camp. It made a huge difference. People felt more invested in their purchases. They got that they were helping to support the mission. And they really, really felt like they were being part of something bigger than themselves and getting a sense of agency from it. Really, really helped. Or they just didn't realize it. And it's just a subtle little psychology thing. Either way, I sold more stuff. and I'm not. <laughs> Essentially, where, where do you, do you just get those printed? Locally? I just... I just did it on half of an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, just set the picture to 50% transparency and then just put the text of the item on top of it and okay. then printed them out, cut them out and laminated them. Those were our labels. Cool. Overall, when you're pricing your items, you want to aim for about a 35 to 40% profit margin. That's generally true across retail. And when you're first starting out, it might be a little rough to get, figure out, you know, where to price things, what's going to sell, what's not. But if you've got a good idea of what you're going to be able to sell, your overall profit margin at the end of the summer should be hovering somewhere between 35 and 40%. Most of what we sell in camp stores are going to be the smaller ticket items that you sell for a bigger profit margin. You know, you take the 50 cent pencil and sell it for a dollar. It's a hundred percent profit margin. You do it a whole bunch of times. It adds up. Mm -hmm. Your bigger ticket <laughs> items are going to be a smaller profit margin. So the sweatshirt that you bought for $17, but you sell for 25, it's less of a profit margin, but still making the cash. The fridge. Exactly. <laughs> you want to both set minimal parameters for your customers and also invoke a sense of urgency now by sense of urgency i don't mean to do the used car salesman thing where as soon as they walk in you hi what are you buying nothing get out mm -hmm. uh, but you want to not put your entire inventory out if you can at all help it you want to not give them too many options in terms of how many different t-shirts they can buy. Humans as a species, if they are faced with too many options, will choose to make no decision. 
If, if they have too many decisions to make, they will make none. We would rather make no decision than make the wrong decision. Hmm. And also, if you don't put everything out on the floor, they might see that, oh, there's only two of this shirt and a large left out on the floor. I should get it before it's sold out later this week. In reality, I have 18 of them still in the back, <laughs> sitting in a milk crate, ready to go. They don't need to know that. I want them to think that they need to get it now, or it might not be there at the end of the week. I'm totally cool with that. That totally works on me every time. (laughs) (laughs) There's a reason that when you go to Walmart, they don't have everything out. They have Mm -hmm. the inventory in the back to restock that shirt. Speaking of urgency, I also think that if you take campers, like they get to go to the camp store at the beginning of the week and kind of see what is there. And then only one more time near the end of the week. And they're like, this is my chance. If I don't buy what I want now, I'm not going to get another chance. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And it works on parents too, that if they can go through the camp store as part of the checkout process, you know, maybe they can catch it online, but really their only other chance to do this in person and see and feel the stuff is going to be next year. The advantage of buying it in person is that they don't have to pay for shipping Mm, and they get that instant gratification, which is a powerful Mm -hmm. motivator. And for parents, the even more powerful motivator is the instant kid gratification. So even when you tell Tommy that you're going to get the shirt when you get home and buy it online, then you have to listen to it the entire ride home that he wants the camp shirt now. Yeah, no, it's true. If If there was an Amazon like warehouse that I could just walk through right now, I still... I would go and, and yeah, just kind of pick what I want to get it now. And even two, two days is too long. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Like who here's been to Ikea? Yeah. Yep. And, and we've all seen the people, Ikea offers free shipping if you buy over X amount of stuff. How many people mm-hmm. though go to Kia or go to Ikea in their little Toyota Prius? Right. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to try that again. Chris, what car do you drive? <laughs> I have a really cool Jeep, a really awesome Jeep Renegade. And the other one? Lime green. <laughs> and then my giant transit van oh, okay. that my wife has. How- so they're going to go to Ikea in their little Prius, and they're going to try and get that bookshelf to fit All right. in yep. tiny little Prius, even though they could get it shipped home for free. They don't want to wait yep. the two days that that'll take. Mm. They want it now. They want a project <laughs> when they get home. That is why I have rope in my car so I can strap it to the top. (laughs) We've noticed too, uh, it seems, I don't know if it's the souvenir idea of it, but we do sell so much more during like a week of camp. Like kids will come, they'll buy, oh, I need this, that they probably would never buy online at home because it's more of that souvenir or that I need to get this kind of thing because I see it. We don't have a whole lot. Yeah, we don't have don't have a whole lot that go online to our online camp store and buy, but we'll sell a ton during a week. Yeah, and there is to a degree camp money is monopoly money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially to a child. So I mean, they're going to spend it, Um, and even parents are guilty of that when they walk through those gates and they're in the camp store. All of a sudden, you're willing to spend twelve dollars on. What let's be honest mm-hmm. is an eight dollar t shirt, but it says camp, it's here. You know, yep. people just get caught up in it. And, you know, I'm not telling you to take advantage of your camp families, but if they're going to do it anyway, might as well use those thoughts to help support camp. Well, and this mm-hmm. is really the only place that you're going to be able to get that 
t-shirts with that logo. Um, so yeah, why not? And I, like you were saying, a sports camp. And if you have that kind of reminder about that, then that's, that's another reason that the parents will feel comfortable, you know, giving. And I always, I always say about the uh, trading cards that we used to sell at the day camp that once I told the parents, this money goes towards staff, uh, you know, recognition, staff parties or what have you, they were like, Oh, this goes to the staff. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll buy them. Um, and that was just a huge motivator because they knew it was going not just to wherever the ether, but it was going to something specific. Yeah. Most people aren't buying things out of your camp store for the practical purpose of it. They're buying right. it for the nostalgia. They're buying it for the memory. Mm -hmm. They're buying it because it has camp's name on it. Exactly. Yep. Awesome. Well, Jason, thank you so much for uh, doing this and being here and talking with us on this special day that it's Kelly's first uh, official <laughs> podcaster day. First day. So thanks for celebrating that with us. What a first day at work, Kelly. Good I job. know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if anybody wants to reach out to me, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I want specific examples of what vendors to use and what resources are out there. I, you know, you can put it in the Facebook groups that exist and people will respond. And then in three months, people will ask the same question again. Um, or if you want, check out the show notes. My email will be down in there. You can feel free to reach out to me. Um, let me know what your situation is. And I can probably give you some vendors that, that will suit your needs and be helpful for you. I'm more than happy to do that. Cool. Cool. Appreciate it. So Kelly, what do we have going on next week? So next week it's that's dumb. What staff hate things about Chris has said. Camp. Oh, oh, definitely no. what Chris has said. Yep. <laughs> That's included in this. That's dumb. Um, what staff hate about camp? Yes, cool. Yeah, we've done a uh, what campers uh, what don't like parents. about camp. What's parents? So now we we're talking about staff. That'll be fun. Awesome. Well, Jason, again, thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. I was taking notes to give to my wife so she can get our camp store even better. And so thank everyone else for listening. Uh, please go online, rate us. Remember, we are trying to bury the one. And so help us <laughs> bury the one uh, of the person that was listening to apparently me, I guess, and gave us one. Help us bury the one and we will See you next week from around the campfire. This has been Kurt and Chris and Callie. See ya. Good luck at Eagle Rock, Jason. See Bye, ya. everybody. Bye. <laughs>